Welcome to The Confessional. I'm Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your funniest. Confess to us. No one's listening. All right, everybody, welcome to The Confessional. My name is Mike Moran, and today's topic... Jimmy, the, the Facebook was blowing up about this one. People really want to talk about this yes. for some reason. We're talking clowns. <laughs> See how much better this podcast is with me, dude? That, that <laughs> I mean, this the is the least just... enthusiastic rendition of that song I've ever heard. Dude, it was a sad... sound like that calliope at the beginning of the... Um... The Hamden Christmas Parade. Uh, Even even better. That, of course, is our producer and uh, fill-in co-host. You're you're wearing two hats today, Jimmy. Yep. Jimmy Mm -hmm. Seleski, everybody. Yes, yes. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. I'm glad we're splitting this coffee. This is a new new hurdle in our relationship. It really is. I feel closer to you. Yeah, we're both... I mean, neither... Like, our DNA didn't touch or anything. Mm -mm. We still have never (laughs) once touched each other in any possible way. One cup became two. Right. I've Um, never even looked you in the eyes before <laughs> i know not like this <laughs> not like this yeah um so. guys if you want to if you want to submit your own confessionals for our later topics uh check us out on facebook we're on facebook.com slash confessional podcast mike usually will post up a topic every week and then people will kind of interact and do yeah. their own thing you can also stream us on all major platforms at spotify itunes google play your podcast app which is technically apple podcast but nobody knows that it's the podcast app if you have an iphone we're on that as well so check us out Confessional. And we ask permission. We'll ask your permission before we use your confession. Mm-hmm. So you can you can interact on the page even if you don't want to be on the podcast. Yes. Now, Jimmy, you have a podcast as well, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. You are not. I have a uh, podcast called Live from the Studio with a uh, Baltimore comedian, longtime friend of mine, Eric Glazer. And uh, you can find us at LFTS Podcast on all the previously mentioned streaming platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, Tinder, Bumble, eHarmony.com, and so on and so forth. Check it out. Awesome. All right, Jimmy, our guest today, this woman is very intelligent. (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. (laughs) She's a very good friend of mine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) No, no, I'm just kidding. Wow. (laughs) And this is her second appearance on The Confessional, Jimmy. Oh, yes, which I just learned today. We did, apparently we've been doing this show so long Right, but we are yeah. now forgetting. It previous is getting guests. to I the am. point where I forget like topics that we covered, and mm-hmm. I don't think I forget guests yet, but I'm sure I will at some mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Anyway, will you please welcome to the confessional, Erica Thomas? Woo! How Jazz you doing, hands. Erica? Johnson. I'm good. Jazz hands. Oh, okay. Jazz hands. <laughs> I thought that was like a new thing where you call people Johnsons. <laughs> Sup, Johnsons. <laughs> Sup, Johnsons. <laughs> Erica, how have you been? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah. Good. I don't know what to say. <laughs> good. Keeping it Johnson. Yeah. Johnson. Excellent. I'm. I'm. I guess you guys are Johnsons, and I'm not. I well, don't know. What makes us Johnsons? Oh, because because our... I I I I proclaimed Johnson to you too. Right. Well, it's, I, I, well I guess guys are Johnsons. Yeah, guys, because Johnson is like another name for yeah right, yeah. 
A yeah. schlong, which is another long. I haven't heard that one in a while. Schlong. <laughs> yeah, that's so. I know. Funny. I haven't heard that since I went to the urologist. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, can you be a little more professional? <laughs> you have a problem. You have schlong cancer. Oh, no, <laughs> I don't know how to tell you no. this. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very heartbreaking. Very heartbreaking. Erica was telling us about the time she got a mammogram, and the doctor kept saying gazongas. <laughs> gazongas. Yeah. I'm feel not like old enough oh, for mammograms no. yet. Please. Really, you have to be old. You have to be a yeah, certain age. Yeah, it's like forty or something. Really? Yeah, they, wow. they don't start doing them early unless you have like someone in your family that had breast cancer really young. Uh huh. Yeah. What if you get a fake ID? <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. then you they could card get- you. I get a fake ID for my prostate exam. And it's-, <laughs> 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 it's really worth it. <laughs> He's been doing that for years. Yeah, oldest scam in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Works every time. <laughs> All right, Erica. Today we are discuss. Well, actually, before we get into the topic, you, you have some things you want to promote. You want to plug. You run some uh, some fun shows around Baltimore. Yeah. Um. I am. Starting a Buffy the Vampire Slayer watch party at No Land Beyond at 2125 Maryland Avenue in Baltimore. Um, We're going to be watching on March 10th. That's our first date. um, Once More with Feeling, the musical episode. And uh, um, band candy is that the is that the first one or is that a no? Okay. So we're we're doing two really popular episodes to get people like jazz, sure, sure. and then we're gonna um, start with the pilot in f- April, uh huh, and go forward from there. Awesome. And then I have soon my X Files watch party will be continuing hopefully at Sidebar. Yeah, that, that was very popular, but the venue shut down. Yes, I'm R.I.P. wind-up space. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I also do this thing called Bruise and Board Games. It's been going on for over 10 years. I took it over with two other women awesome. um, last year. And it's also at No Land Beyond. And our we're on fourth Thursdays. Uh-huh. I can't think of the exact day right now. But um, come out, play board games. It's free. Um get a drink to support the event maybe right right and it's a good time and they have this huge game library that's just like yeah they got mousetrap i wish they did because people want to play that actually yeah that's gotta be the most requested i should bring it in for them the funny thing with mousetrap is though no one has ever actually played it in history no i have i I did once in like third grade when i got it for christmas and then we were like why are we playing this game we can just (laughs) set it up and do it the whole game is like you set it up, like while you're like you. That's yeah. like, You get to set up the bathtub. <laughs> That's your pride, and then yeah. you're just waiting till the end to fucking do it. <laughs> to make a Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah, yeah. Um, have they updated Mousetrap? It must be much cooler now. I don't know. I only have played like my old version from the early '90s, yeah, yeah. like during the early '90s. Sure, me too. <laughs> me too. It was a lot of fun though once you got it set up. Yeah. All right. So, Erica, why don't we just jump in with a confession? Of course, the topic is clowns. You yourself know some, thing of, some things about clowns. Uh, this is from Haley, Aurora, Illinois, home of Wayne and Garth, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Oh, well. People just dressed up as clowns and birthday party clowns are weird, and I don't like it. People that are professional circus and cirque clowns are pretty impressive performers, though. 
What do you think about that? Well, clown school is actually the Ringling Barn. Ringling. Bar- I, uh, Why Barnum is it Ringling and Brothers and Barnum and Bailey? Yeah. It should be Ringling Brothers, Barnum, and, and Bailey. Bailey. Yeah. Well, I thought Barnum and Bailey were the Ringling. I thought it was Barnum Ringley. And Barnum, Bailey Ring. Barnum I thought Ringley. it was Barnum Ringley. I thought they were the Ringling Brothers. Barnum Ringley started it? Yeah. Oh, it's Barnum Ringley. Barnum yeah. Ringley. Orville Redenbacher, the inventor of the plane. Barnum Ringley. That's my old-timey name. So, no, it's, it's, I, think, I think they combined at some point. Okay. They all oh, became okay. brothers in arms. Yeah, I don't know if legally they, be, they became siblings. Okay. But they, you know, you got yeah. your... Your ringling brothers. <laughs> so what I was gonna what what I would say is that the clown supposedly the clown college for Ling, ringling brothers uh, is like more selective than Harvard. No and way. Yeah, it's like it's really hard to get into because it's like this long tradition of clowning and um <laughs> Steve-O, Steve-O wow. actually got kicked me. out of there. Well, that doesn't surprise me. He yeah. was kind of a mess for a long time. I always thought that was really funny. That, but he's like, like one of our most famous modern clowns. I mean, he doesn't wear makeup, but he is yeah. a, he is a clown. He does oh, stupid yeah. shit. Right. Well, he yeah, I mean, does he has he gone back to actual clowning because that's what he wanted to do originally, right? I don't think so. I think he just got sober and like you know, yeah, still does what he does. He just does it sober. Right. And um, I know that's I inspiring. Saw a really you know, adorable. I video. can put a scorpion in my pants without having a drink. <laughs> I know. I don't need a drink to enjoy yeah. throwing feces in my face. He's gotten into. I think he's gotten into animal rights stuff. Oh recently yeah, that's true. Yeah, because yeah, he's he vegan. he adopted a dog and like and and. Stuff I I saw a video about it that was really heartwarming. <laughs> anyway, oh. think, random. I, he seems like a good dude. Yeah, I think Steve-O getting kicked out of clown school was like Michael Jordan getting cut from his high school basketball team. Right. When he yeah. Heard about that. Like, right, when he, like Einstein failed math, which apparently isn't true. But. Yeah, there's no way that's true. They right, didn't yeah. know what they were what they yeah. were throwing yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of different. Uh, is a mime a clown? I, I believe would, so. I would consider mimes to be part of the tradition of clowns. Mimes are are like the pretentious clowns, aren't they? They must look They're down the at the other clowns. They're French yeah. clowns. <laughs> French pretentious is one word to me. <laughs> yeah. French tentious. French tentious. Yeah. Frenchious. Yeah. Frenchious. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. They seem like the. Uh, it almost with like improv. There's you know like the long form people look down on the short form people. The uh, the conversational stand-ups look down at like the jokey stand-ups. Seems like the clowns are always being clowned by the mime clowns. Yeah, clowns are kind of the bottom of the barrel. Because comedy, they say, <laughs> comedy is like the lowest form of art, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> you guys Christ. would agree here, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's like how people look at it. They look at like acting, they look at this, and they no, say they like- they don't, do they? Stand-up comedy is Clowning like- Clowning is really hard on you physically. Sure. Like, like one of the the first clown that, like, kind of the first person who started killed the his tradition family, that, and then they examined his brain, no, and they're like, he. Uh, so there was this guy Grimaldi, and he was Joseph. I think his. Let me check on his name. Joseph Grimaldi, and um, he was a clown in London, and like he was so seen by people that one eighth of the of 
Regency London went to see him. Right. They estimate because he was he would do stuff everywhere and like just uh-huh. you know do his performances. And one of his things he used to say was, "I'm grim all day, so I can you know amuse you at night." He had a really tragic backstory. Uh-huh. Like he, this guy, um, from doing all the leaps and all the physical comedy he would do, right. he got really injured. Right. Sure. I believe was, it. And like probably died a little bit earlier of a death and, like, was in a lot of pain. And then the other thing about him was his son was an alcoholic who was also trying to be a clown Mm -hmm. who died at, like, 31. His wife died in childbirth. Mm. He he had a really tragic life. Sure, the tragic clown. But But he was was the first tragic clown. Right, right. And, um, yeah. Yeah. There, who was the other that one? Name sounds very familiar, Joseph Grimaldi. Yeah. yeah. Well, isn't there like the story that he went to a psychiatrist and he's like saying how down he was? And he's like, "You should go see Grimaldi," and he's like, "I am Grimaldi." <laughs> I feel like that's kind of an early oh, lesson you know that's what? been applied that might, to different people, though. I don't know for sure, but that could be. I feel like I heard that, but it might be one of those things that you hear about, like different entertainers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, who was the other tragic clown? Like, wasn't there's that uh, big train crash in like the 30s or something? And um, some some clowns, whole, I don't mean to be like some some clown <laughs> and like the, the clown's family died or something. Didn't that mm. happen? I don't remember, I, I don't know anything about that, but mm. um, I'm sure it did, right? Right, but I was gonna say, um, Grimaldi is like. He's what most modern clowns are based off of. Right, okay. But, like, tradition, the tradition of clowning and, like, jesters and um, jokers and harlequins yeah. goes back to, like, ancient Egypt. Wow, like really? Like, 2500 BCE. And, um, well, that's pretty much the beginning of recorded history, too, yeah. so it might even go back further. And in ancient imperial China, there were clowns. Uh-huh. And the Native American Hopi had, like, a clown-like character who would interrupt like secret dance not secret um like more serious dances and do like oh, that's awesome. amusing clowning stuff it was and like, like a soccer hooligan yeah yeah basically like a mascot was I don't it know. was this planned for him to do or would he just like yeah bomb? i think that they knew that he'd occasionally right, run. Right. i don't know but i i i know a little bit about it but like i don't know specifics right right okay yeah. That's cool. Um, so what do you guys think as far as like the difference between a, like a party clown or like an acrobat kind of clown, you know? I think party clowns are the ap- – well, okay, I had a bad experience with a party clown when I was younger. <laughs> what happened? I was uh, – I think I was like seven or eight years old. So this is probably like turn of the millennium. This is probably 99, 2000, sure. something like that. Oh, you baby. Yeah, and that's I, when yeah. I was like three or four. <laughs> <laughs> and – um. I was at some birthday party, and there was you were this doing it for the Nookie at the time, yeah, like yeah, all yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah, I was real. I was worried he was going and everything. Um, and there was this. It was in this room. I forgot. It was like some big, like some type of place that kids have birthday parties. It wasn't sure. Chuck E. Cheese. But it was like something like right, that. right. There's big bouncy room. things. Yeah, there's a machine. But it was with like inside. It was inside. Right. And it was. I, I forgot what it was, but um, uh, there was this dude in the corner making balloon animals. Uh huh. And I was fascinated by it. Sure. And I was like. It was a, he was a clown guy and he was making balloon animals and he was just sitting there in the corner and kids were all in a line mm. and they were telling him, hey, what do you want? I want a zebra. I want this. I want mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And he's just making them. And finally, I make my way up to the line and I say, 
can you just blow me up a balloon? I want to try it. I just Ooh. want to make my own. Okay. You know? So DIY. he's like, yeah, I just wanted to, I was watching him do it and I just mm -hmm. wanted to try mm -hmm. and do it myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was like, what? Blah, blah, blah. And he was like a real dick about it. Oh. <laughs> and so finally I was like, please, can you just give me a balloon? Just give me a, just blow it up a little bit. So he blows it up. Too much. Right? I'm over there. And then I'm sitting at my table and I'm like trying to do something. Sure. And finally I make a wrong turn and it pops. Uh -huh. And I look over and he's just like, ah, ha, ha, ha. He's laughing at me. Wow. He's laughing at me because I put my balloon. worst clown ever. And I thought about it as I've gotten older and I was like, that was probably the most miserable fucking man. Yeah. Probably. The most miserable man. Just laughing at a seven-year-old kid who just really wanted to learn what he was doing. Right. You think most adults cool. would be like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we can try it. You know, like, yeah. uh, give it a shot, buddy. Let me show you. Yeah. So as I've gotten older, I think back on that time sometimes. Like, wow. a miserable fucking guy. Wow. Huh. And a clown. I bet he was pretty miserable. I mean, you know, party clown, birthday. It's not well, something you want to tell a girl on a first date. I don't, no. I don't know if I agree with you guys. I mean, I, I'm sure your experience was genuine, but like, I think there is some skill in the being like a party clown. Oh, yeah. But there's absolutely skill in it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, to, to go and entertain children. And, oh, there's uh, definitely you gotta, skill. You gotta have, you gotta do things. You gotta make animals. You gotta do magic tricks. You know what I mean? You got to, uh, I don't know, do that thing with the knife in your fingers where you pop, 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 pop. Tiddlywinks. <laughs> Tiddlywinks. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Oh, wow. Huh. Um, Kids love that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played Spider Man at a party once. That's was, cool. See, I mean, yeah. there's look, there's plenty of things what that is require Spider -Man skill at boy. a party. Um. Well, I'm not sure <laughs> I can explain it any more than it's Spider Man <laughs> at a party. He just dressed <laughs> up as Spider Man. <laughs> right. and it wouldn't oh. work at like a regular party. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, I know. Like or everybody at the cocktail party was like, uh, "What's this dude?" <laughs> <laughs> No, it was like a children's party, and I just, oh. really, I just, I mean, the kids were young enough that I pretty much just basically played with them for like an hour. Oh, like, okay. we had a little thing set up, like you do a little show and like certain games, but they were so young that like they were just kind of, you know, we'd play a game for like a minute, and then they'd just kind of start yeah. jumping on me, and yeah. I just like ran around. We'd like run outside, and I'd run around and like scare them, like jump, jump out yeah. at them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It was fun. The little boy was like so psyched that I was there. It was really cute. Aww. Yeah, he's like four maybe. Oh, he just like ran adorable. up to me, gave me a big hug. That it, is it, was, so cool. it was a yeah, it was a it was a good experience. It was fun. Okay. Um, I'll tell you though, those those tights, man. He, apparently, there's a thing called uh, dancers underwear or something that uh -huh. you're supposed to put on. You know what I'm talking about? No. Which I was not aware of. Oh, so you were just well, yeah. We we rectified the situation, I think, with several envelopes. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It and then it like, just looked like didn't it just look like you showed up to a kid's party stuffing your boxers <laughs> <laughs> to make yourself look bigger. They're what like, uh, before doing? you leave, sir, can you return the mail? Tampering <laughs> <laughs> with the mail is a federal <laughs> offense. Spider Man should know that. <coughs> he should. All right, let's move on to another confession here. This one is from Terry Turpentine. Don't believe that's her real name. That's what she uses. Okay. Uh, from Kansas City, Missouri. Confusing there. Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, that really confused Donald Trump, actually. Oh, really? Well, I can understand that one. Come on. You know what's weird is there is a it, there's a Kansas City, Kansas, right. and they're directly next to each other. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. Silly. So, like, I almost found it kind of offensive when people I got mad about that. I, I was know. Like, it's like, come like, on. People in Kansas City, Kansas definitely fucking root for the Chiefs. Like, if really? you, if you, it's like. Why, dude? It's literally, it's literally like so. The way it works is, there's Kansas City, Missouri, 
and then the state line pretty much it goes in yep. between Kansas City, Kansas. So mm. it's like it's just a city between two states, but the the bigger metropolitan, it's all one metropolitan, but it's mm. just divided between two states, and there's two separate governments and everything. Hmm. So they're technically two different cities, but it's like. Right, really? Right. Is that what we're getting yeah. on? Yeah. And it's kind of like this. People are so weird about this. It's thing. the same way. Yeah, it's just, it was fucking, it's stupid. People yeah. just so dumb about that shit. Yeah. All right. Uh, Terry says, I like clowns. They're cute or creepy or interesting. All good things. And you can still see the person under the makeup. I think having anonymous people inside whole costumes is much more disturbing. A lot of people disturbed by the, uh, what are those called? Like puppet people? Like the... When you when you wear like a big old like you know Donald Duck suit or something or like they make me think of furries, right? Yeah, like I I just if I had a child, I don't know how I'd feel about them hugging uh, someone in a furry suit. Well, just, I mean, I think the big difference is the pelvic hole cut out yeah, for the furry. True, it's like, um, but yeah. I don't know. It's like I don't want to be. I don't want to be a dick. To furries and be like, no. Well, I don't. I don't. You can't think, be nice to kids. Well, I don't think furries are going around cool, picking up kids. And no, they are though. Sometimes, like, like not in a negative way, right, but yeah. like, there was this furry convention that was in Canada, and there were a bunch of like refugees that were there. Uh, in the same hotel, and they <sighs> like entertained all the kids, which was really a sweet sure. story, but like also. Well, the thing with furries Did is there's a sexual element to it, right? Did they get cleaned? Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean. Like, isn't there an element? It's like a yeah, sexual thing. sometimes. Right? Yeah, like, I'm sure it isn't all the time, but, like, it's uh, an adult kind of, like, It's got to be thing. sexual. These, these, you should do a podcast on oh, furries. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We will. <laughs> Trust me. We will. Um, but do, the, do those puppet people, do they freak you out when you're a kid? Like, Captain Hook or, like... I don't know. I mean, I did, I did have this... Um, video on vcr when i was like really young i vaguely remember it, and it was like this disney thing but it was like live action so like it right. was like it was like it felt like it was filmed at right, disney right, world yeah and it was like this sing-along it was a disney sing-along tape and uh it was just like real people in these costumes so there was like captain hook and right. cinderella and all these different yeah. people and they're singing stupid songs like it's a small world after all uh -huh. and there's like one that was like really eerie it was like this really eerie disney song interesting and it was filmed in like this dark thing and like all these characters were like popping in and out and like captain hook was doing some weird shit it's all coming back to me as i'm talking about it wow that's and creepy. that like stuck with me i was like this is fucking creepy dude wow. what the hell is going on yeah I think Chuck E. Cheese is very creepy. Really? Um, yeah. But there's actually a scientific um, reason why we think that, why clowns are like um, considered, why people find them creepy that has nothing to do with, um, you know, popular culture. It's mm -hmm. called the Uncanny Valley sure. effect. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what it means is that. And you see this a lot with, like, if you have a prosthetic hand and it's, like, looks like a real right, hand, right. not like a robot, right. it might creep you out yeah, when it moves. Yeah, yeah. Um, Furbies are another thing, really realistic-looking robots right. yeah. that aren't quite, but, like, it basically comes from um, people being creeped out by things that look human and yeah. they're moving but you can't 
it's like a face, but you can't get any emotion off of it. Right. And that's yeah, why... Yeah, like the Michael Myers mask. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, like... So basically, it looks like a face, but you can't perceive the emotion, mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. creeps people out. Yeah. It's this thing called the Uncanny Valley effect. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's kind of like a fear of sociopaths in some way, like the person that doesn't really have emotion, you know? Mm-hmm. Like kind of uh, just yeah. that blank kind of stare, you know? Well, like a lot of times when you see serial killers, they have that like look in their eyes of just like, you know, just indifference, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. But... Uh, yeah, that must be that must be what it is, the Uncanny Valley. I didn't realize that I, I when I was thinking about the Uncanny Valley, I just think mainly of like when they have those like like you were saying like robots and stuff that look like eerily like people. Yeah, yeah. But it's just they, there's like a certain limit. Like they showed like this graph. Right. Where, like, it looks so much like like what you you expect, and like right before you get to it, looking exactly yes. what you expect, it's weird because yeah. they're so close but they're not there. Right. That's and, but, exactly yeah. what yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, but then what you said about not being able to read emotion is yeah, it's almost probably two the main things. thing. Yeah. That's part of it. Um, mm-hmm. Those are both things. So one of the things it says is one of the thing. One, um, it's about conflicting perceptual cues that make it hard for you to like categorize uh-huh. whatever. Because like that's what we do. We categorize thing, objects, people. You know, mm-hmm. we we go. Oh, that is a. Clown. Yeah. <laughs> this is Jimmy. Uh, That's Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. A clown. A clown. Um, <laughs> no. So, you know, you we categorize it. objects and like it's harder to categorize them when you don't, um, when, when they're kind of in between. Yeah. So like that's sure. the problem. Mm. When people have immediate revulsion, like little kids towards clowns, right, or, right, and they don't have any learned reason for it. Sure, like most people our age that hate clowns, uh-huh. they have a learned reason. Right, they right. saw it when they were six right, years old yeah, when it yeah. first came out, uh-huh. or they like got really upset. You know, it, it was something they l- learned behavior. Yeah, well, the evil clown thing has like been a thing for like probably. You oh know, yeah, I, I don't know how long, but our, our whole, our whole. I mean, when did that become a thing? Like the evil. Um, John Wayne Gacy. Really, as a yeah. When John Wayne, you guys know who he is, right? Okay, so he had him on a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he's dead now. That must have been quite the feat, Mike. It really was. Yeah. Did you get a Ouija board out? No, no. We, uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to disclose our secrets. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's okay. So John Wayne Gacy. Um, is a serial killer who preyed mostly on men and teenage boys. Uh-huh. He um and he uh, was a party clown. His name right. was Pogo the clown, sure. and he basically preyed on. He didn't use his clowning to prey on people, right? But that's kind of. It's always been like people have been kind of creeped out by clowns, uh-huh. but like John Wayne Gacy was kind of a little bit of a tipping point, And right, then right. it was like mm-hmm. an even bigger one, I feel oh, like. Yeah. So what, what kind of clowning? Okay. <laughs> Let me go back to my notes. Um, so the John Wayne Gacy was the first killer clown. And before 
that most of the clowns on television were like Howdy Doody, Clarabelle, Bozo the Clown. Oh, that's, that's what Bozo. people were. They were like sweet, innocent, cre- you know, sure. people that like did silly things on yeah, television yeah. that children loved. But because of the face paint and the like, and the like, people kind of have a tendency to go, oh, that's so innocent, there must be something dark to it. Yeah, well, innocent <laughs> things that have a darkness behind them are, like, the creepiest things, I think. Oh, you yeah. Know, like dolls and toys and things like that, children. Ronald McDonald. Yeah. yeah. Selling you fucking heart disease <laughs> through a well, smile. People. Yep. Childhood obesity, I hope you're loving it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> I remember I had a bad experience with Grimace when I was a kid. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, nothing happened. There was just a Grimace in the McDonald's. Oh, ran you just out didn't screaming. like it. You just weren't yeah. yeah. I was always a big fan of Mayor McCheese. Actually, oh, yeah. the Hamburglar. The Hamburglar. Oh, the bad boy of the yeah. group. I was actually against Mayor McCheese, right. dude. Well, the thing with Mayor McCheese is back then, it was tough for an Irish person to, to yes. get to yeah. that level. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? A lot of discrimination against the Irish. Mm-hmm. And he rose to the level of mayor, so you got to respect that, mm-hmm. at least. He did. He did, which is impressive. You know yes. I mean? So I was going to say, um, the beginning of, sorry, the beginning of, um, you know, Grimaldi was a tragic figure of a clown. The first, like... Clowns that were violent and you know that were uh-huh. perceived. There was this opera that was written, and I'm gonna butcher the name of it because mm-hmm. I don't speak Italian, but it was like Pagliacci, mm. and um, yeah, it's it. about clowns. It's about this man who is his wife is cheating on him, and I, I think he walks in on it and just murders her in his clown costume. Whoa. And um, yeah, so that was right, like that was, that was in like. The 1890s, maybe. Right, right. So I'd be interested, though, were, was clown, it was called chlorophobia? Chlorophobia. Chlorophobia. Was that a thing, like, before the 80s and 90s? Like, before there was kind of a killer clown thing? I don't know. I think so. I didn't look back at, like, the DSM, you know, at at DSM uh, Diagnostic and Statistic Manual of Mental Disorders, I think is what it's called. You think that'd be in there? I, no, it is. Um, so it's under phobia, and it doesn't have its own ICD-10 code, um, which is like how you a diagnosis code. But like you can diagnose someone as being cholerophobic. Right. It's just it gets. I think it gets diagnosed as like a phobia, and so there's no real data on like yeah. how many. I should mention I'm a data analyst um, <laughs> and psychometrician. Um, so there's no real like data on how many people have this. Right. But there's like five percent of people have phobias. Yeah. And that much we know. And really then, only five percent? Yeah, like way more like, than that. like clinically right, right. you know, yeah. diagnosable phobias. Yeah, I have one if I'm not gonna tell you. Okay, I won't I won't, I won't. if you told you me either, I wouldn't Jamie. mess with you. I think I know, dude, but you know what that stat leaves out? It's people who have a phobia of going to the doctor or psychologist. Good point. Good point. Yes. Yeah, that could be ninety five percent of the population. We I wouldn't think even that's know. me. I don't want to go to the doctor. Why? Because I'm the afraid fuck is to deal with people that don't want to go to the doctor. Because I might find out something's wrong, dude. <laughs> Look, you know what they say: out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. 
Um, for me, it's just more like, is am I going to be in debt for the rest of my life from this thing that's going wrong? You know, that's oh, I all I, I said, care about. Am I going to be dead for the rest of my life? <laughs> am I going to spend the le- rest of my <laughs> life dead? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't have health insurance, so we'll figure right. It out. Yeah, I know. I'd almost like, you know what? If I if I get injured, this. Just let it kill me. Like, <laughs> you know, it's all over for me. <laughs> all right. What am this, I doing here? This one is from Michael Ciampa, Worcester, Massachusetts. This is a long one. Poltergeist. When I was nine, <laughs> my dad insisted that he wasn't bringing me to see Poltergeist, but I was relentless and I needed to see it. He finally took me. And when we got to the part where the clown doll is sitting on the chair, uh, tapping on the window and the jump scare, and I started to break down. I feel bad about telling this since my dad is a pretty great guy, but I'm not sure he's going to sound so great by the end of this. He looked at me as if I was now terrified. He put his arm around me and covered my mouth to muffle my terror. And we watched the rest of the movie. He ignored my pleas and just told me to watch. That movie <laughs> fucked up my mind a little bit, and that clown doll was the stuff of nightmares for me. I remember waking up several times within the next few weeks and climbing into his bed out of fear. It eventually passed, but my dad, being the guy that he is, gave me a doll that looked like the clown on my birthday. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I tried to throw the doll away, but it reappeared in my room over and over. Eventually, I took it into the woods and destroyed it. The next summer, another exact copy of that doll showed up in my room, (laughs) sitting in my chair. I love this dad. (laughs) It's weird how he wouldn't take him to see it, but now that he did, he's like... He's like, you made me, so I'm going to torture No, I... All right, well, we're not that, done yet. Um, it wasn't very funny to me at the time. This went on for years. I would get rid of the doll. He would get me another one. He gaslit me for about two years like that, and it must have been ten dolls at least. Eventually, <laughs> <laughs> damn. Eventually, he told me that it was him, but the joke wouldn't in there, and I received clown-related gifts every year until I was about forty. <laughs> I'm sure one of my favorite memories will be seeing that movie with him. But as far as clowns, I still hate them. That is dedication to t- my kids going to grow up t- traumatized in one way or another. <laughs> I'm going to decide how my kids going to be traumatized. <laughs> I think I think as counterintuitive as it is, my person because my dad was a lot like that as well, mm. and uh, I feel like that is a good like I feel like that is a good way. I don't I don't maybe maybe it sounds kind of abusive in a way, but to me it's like. Uh, uh, Good way to toughen up the kid. It's like it's kind of like you can take something, like if your kid is scared of something or or has exposure therapy. My way, the way I was always raised was to like whenever something weird happened or whenever something sad happened or whenever something scary happened, was to always make a joke about it. Uh And so we use humor as kind of like, like you know, to to get over the hump. So I think that what he was really trying to do, even though it sounds fucked up, is like he saw that his kid was scared of something. Right, right. But he was trying to turn it into a joke. A joke. And so instead of, because I feel like other parents, there are certain parents that I feel like they like feed into it a little bit yeah, where they're yeah. like like he, he could have gone the other way with that and been like oh my god don't show him a clown and the kid because the kid doesn't know what right, the hell's right. going on it's a young kid a boogeyman he sees their parents being all about it like that and then he thinks like oh this is a legitimate fear i right. should be but like if the if the parents instead are like dude you're being ridiculous there's another fucking clown doll you <laughs> idiot at a certain point you're just gonna be like this is stupid my dad was right yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's just yeah. well, he is still scared of clowns, so yeah. But who fucking cares? He <laughs> yeah, still looks back on it as a good experience. Yeah, it's and that's not all like you have to deal with clowns all that much in life anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> does does your opinion on clowns really affect your day to day life in any way? It really doesn't. Does not. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think, Erica? Um, 
My opinion on clowns would affect my day-to-day life when I used to play The Sims a lot. Oh, yeah. Do you guys ever play The Sims? There's a sad clown painting you can put in your house. And, like, if if you're person gets too sad then a sad clown a clown will come and try to like make and try to like uh cheer them up and it's just like (laughs) the most annoying thing in the world because they're just like doing balloon animal tricks and you're like leave my fucking person alone they want to sleep yeah yeah so that's how clowns mostly affect my life sure Sure, it affects your Sims life. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that being. But I don't have a life, so that is (laughs) the same thing. That is it. Okay. (laughs) Well, um, uh, Michael did bring up a good point with uh, the um, poltergeist. That was a that was a part we forgot to mention. That as part of the scary. It's on my list, actually. Um, Okay. But that might have been like the one that really because that was like a PG movie. You know, like a lot of kids saw that. Oh yeah. It wasn't like an R-rated horror. Well, and also, like, so I'm assuming you guys have seen the It miniseries. Oh, yeah. I had it on taped on VHS when I was a kid. My sister let her friend borrowed it, and then I didn't get to watch it for, like, five years. Wow. I was so annoyed. Uh, Wow. So so the It miniseries (laughs) came out on television, and... It was, you know, that movie was rated PG. Well, this was on like at right, 8 p.m. yeah, it was on, yeah, and good like point. you can, it was full of blood and gore. There's a oh, lot yeah. of blood in that movie. It's about a clown that preys on children, and a lot of kids watched it. Yeah, by he accident. eats. He eats a child in the first. Oh yeah, scene. he eats little Georgie. Poor yeah, George. I mean, you don't <laughs> see like. It's pretty explicit too. I mean, yeah. he opens his jaws up and has huge fangs and pulls the boy's arm yeah. in. And I mean, you don't actually see him eating it, but that's still pretty extreme. And then they talk about how he ate him. It's it is a pretty extreme book. So, um, how I got into knowing way too much about this is because when I was taking abnormal psych in college, I was reading it and my professor, we were talking about phobias that day and, and files and my professor, <laughs> that's I, hopefully there aren't any cholera files listening. Um, anyway, so my professor like started talking about it and it's, it's impact on cholera phobia. Uh-huh. And, um, that's how I kind of got the interest, the okay. interest in that. And, um, I don't know. It's just, it's a book. It came out in 1986. It's about basically these kids that are trying to vanquish an ancient evil in their town Uh uh that is, its main form is Pennywise the Dancing Clown. And Pennywise is terrifying. If you've seen it, like... Hey, Georgie. Hey, Georgie. Yeah. Yeah, like Tim Curry's performance in the 1990 miniseries... It's wicked it's scary. It's some people have pointed out that they feel like King and the movie kind of maybe ripped off Nightmare on Elm Street a little bit, but almost maybe did it better in some ways. But it's like that that jolly kind of like joking type of yeah. villain that just loves to see people tortured and oh yeah, only the kids know about it. And it's like this town secret type of thing. The book is so good. Um, I read it years and years ago. So I remember I was reading it and someone was like. Oh, you're reading it. I love that miniseries. I had it was for the first time. And I was like, they made a miniseries. There's like a video of this. And then I'm like, how did they do the child gangbang? Oh, yeah. 
famously Sorry, left out of both film adaptations. <laughs> uh, left. Child gangbang yes. in the book. Yes, yep. there is yep. a child gangbang. Yeah, the way they find... Have you seen the movies or are you familiar with... I am not familiar with this so aspect. So after they fight this, it when or, they're kids... Um, they can't get out of the sewer because they basically exhausted the magic of childhood yeah, they to like go do their, this. Right, so they're and just like stuck Stephen down there. Stephen King wrote some really fucked up shit. And like, <laughs> I'm not going to justify it. I know what he was trying to do. Liter- like, he was trying to say that they were like sacrificing the end of their childhood uh, okay. by, ha- by like Bev sleeping yeah, with the other six guys. They all have guys. sex with... The girl. Yeah. It's like six guys and one girl. Yeah. Like they. And that somehow gives them like the energy. And that was to, like, to like. Then they're able to get out. Right. Yeah. And Which is probably just the guys like, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, you know what I think would help. <laughs> uh, it was weird. Yeah, it's. Have you yeah. tried lifting the lid yet? Well, let's not jump to conclusion. <laughs> I mean, I can see the outside from here. Like, so, <laughs> Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's the the infamous scene that I think has been completely erased from both versions. Of the- oh no, it's not in either of right, the movies, right. definitely. Um, but Jesus, did you guys see the newer it? I saw the first one. Yeah, I've not seen it too. Yes, they're both really good. I want to. Um, I want to see it too. I liked it for the most part. It didn't. Qu- the trailer was amazing. Like I was like, this is gonna be awesome. But it kind of didn't live quite up to it. And then I heard the second one was not as good as the first, so I didn't see it. But I, I would. I mean, I'm sure it's okay, at least. I like the second one. Yeah. Um, I like both adaptations. I don't think either of them are as good as the book. Yeah, I mean, the first one really, when you watch it, there are some painfully bad scenes and acting and stuff in it. I mean, it is a TV movie, like bad yeah. special effects. But it somehow just captures, it somehow just does it, you know? Like yeah. It's got that Well, I've visceral. always felt like... The casting of the kids was so on point, uh-huh. but the adult casting was yeah, like not yeah. that great. Yeah, the adult part wasn't as good as the kid part. Yeah, like, but it's cool because Seth Green's in it. And he's oh, like, yeah. you know, he's ten tiny, years yeah. old. I always I wondered why they didn't get the kids from the first one to play the adults in the new one. That would have been cool, but also the guy who played Bill as a kid, um, Jonathan. Oh, uh, Jonathan Brandis. Yes, yeah, Jonathan died. Brandis. Um, I think committed suicide. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. But there's actually, I saw around the time the second movie came out, um, there was pictures on that I saw of the guy who played adult, the two guys who played adult Eddie together, uh-huh. like taking pictures. Oh, nice. Like they ran into each other at like a grocery store or something. Weird. I don't know. It was just like. I, I don't know what the context was, but it seemed like they were. It was a really random. It's probably at a gangbang. Not at a con. <laughs> yeah. huh. Maybe it was a gangbang. Hopefully not. Right. Hopefully not the child gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let us go to our fourth <laughs> confession. Now, this one is interesting. Um, this is from. Dan Preves, Baltimore, Maryland. My clown theory, traditional clown makeup is from the era of live theater and is meant to convey a comic impression at a fairly long distance, as in a circus performance. Thus, the facial features are exaggerated for comic effect, but modern entertainment is typically close up, as in a kid's party or the virtual closeness of video. At this distance, the clown makeup resembles a predator and prompts a fear response. Uh, 
It seems to me the advent of the evil clown corresponds to when movies and then television replace live entertainment or a stage or circus. Interesting. It's an interesting thought. I'm curious to know how he made the jump to say that clown makeup registers as a predator. It was a very nice logical sequence, though. Well, right. But what are... about clown makeup as predatorial? Well, what do you Pe- think, Erica? People often... Um, are worried about what's beyond the, the makeup. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as I said, the uncanny valley effect, okay. you know. So you think that's you, what's registering with children? I think that's, that's kind of what's going on here. But also, like, people wonder, you know, what do you have to hide? Why are you wearing that face paint, I think? Um, but, yeah, it's... I, I think it's... Mo- honestly, I think people that don't have initial like traumatizing things that have to do with clowns that are very put off by them. Uh It's, I think it's the uncanny Valley Mm -hmm, effect, mm -hmm. but like some of the research I read, um, said that kids that, cause they use a lot of clowning with medical clowns. Oh yeah. When you're, when you're a kid in the hospital, I never experienced that. Um, but that like maybe two or three percent of kids are afraid of clowns without having been like, huh? That seems like less than adults. Yeah, well, that's because adults have already had like, like to to kids maybe meeting a clown is a novel experience. Right, right. Sure. Whereas to an adult, you've had experience with clowns at some mm-hmm. point. Maybe it was positive. Maybe this it was negative. This ain't my first clown rodeo. Yeah, it ain't my first clown rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. So like you've had you you saw it as a kid and now sure. you're creeped out by them or yeah. one like yelled at you at your birthday party or <laughs> you know whatever yeah. whatever yeah. the thing was I never really had like any traumatizing experiences. The only thing that I that is negative for me is like thinking about the way the the elephant poop smelled at the circus uh, and associating that with clowns. Yeah. But I so, never you know I had, I have a good rapport with clowns. Um, but what about what Dan said about like how back in the day the clowns were like far away generally? I so think that had... is part of it. Uh-huh. Um, it's definitely. Yeah. I definitely, right. I definitely see Dan's point. Um, uh, at the same time, um, if you think back to like the ancient Greek theater where they had those masks where one is smiling and one is frowning right. and stuff like that, yeah. like I totally, I totally think that that's yeah. what that was. The Big exaggerated facial sure. expressions for sure. amphitheaters and yeah, stuff. Yeah, even in like early like silent movies, like the expressions were like so big and exaggerated, yeah. you know. Um, and maybe it's maybe it's that the closer up you get, you know, like you said, the closer up you get to the clown makeup, the more the uncanny valley sure. effect comes into play because you're looking at something that's not quite a face, right. but like almost a face. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, how do I categorize this? And you're like, it's kind of creeping me out. Right, and right, yeah. Like, yeah, I wonder too if that has anything to do with evolution. Like, um, you know, a lot of people talk about like tribal life and how you tend to, like they even think like racism and stuff might kind of come from this. Like you tended to trust people that looked like you more because yeah. people in your tribe were like more interrelated and you shared the same cells and that's why you you would generally be peaceful to each other. Yeah, but for like sure. people from other tribes like kind of looked like you but kind of yeah. not, you know? And you had to be like a little more weary of them. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. All right, anything else we want to touch on before we wrap up, Erica? Um well, I wanted to just um 
mention a couple more things about Grimaldi because right. I think he's really interesting. Sure. And I have a lot of stuff on here about him. Um, but so Grimaldi was so like popular <laughs> and um, he's like the Mike Moran of his day. Basically. He was the Mike Moran of his of of London. Sure. And <laughs> so I just wanted to tell you a little bit more about him because I wrote so much. Um, so about him, he wore bizarre, colorful costumes. He was like the father of clowning, of modern clowning, white face paint, <laughs> bright and red cheeks and a blue mohawk. Blue um, Mohawk. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He was punk rock way back then. And he did like physical comedy that was very like running around, boisterous, nice. crazy stuff. Yeah. And his real life just sucked. Like he had a tyrant stage father who pushed him into this. He was in pain. Like His wife Harden. died in childbirth, you know, and so, but part of the thing that I thought was really interesting was that Dickens edited his memoirs oh, wow. and made it into, um, he created a figure that was like destroying his body to make others laugh, which was what was happening. Right. But it made, that was the first thing that made people wonder what's going on behind the makeup. And uh -huh. then Pagliacci came out, the Italian opera, and then like... From there on, you know, there were like the sad hobo clowns of sure. the twenties. Yeah, yeah, those were and then the um, the happy TV clowns. Mm -hmm. And from there on, people were it kind of devolved after that. And oh, I right. also wanted to say that oh, I already said that um, <laughs> that the Ringling Brothers is very uh, selective. I always thought that was interesting. It's like as yeah. It's like the prestigious... Uh, it's like a prestigious clown college. Wow, wow. Which I think <laughs> is cool. Yeah, that is cool. That clown is. you. And then, clown but you. then what do you do? Just like you travel with the circus? Yeah, I guess. I don't really know enough about it. I guess you can, do, you can do like little performances. I mean, can you be like a... Can you graduate from there and not just do their stuff? Like, can you... Yeah, I think you can go do other things. Uh -huh. I mean, I know... I... I know that there's different types of circuses mm -hmm. that not just Ringling Brothers and there's like different, you know, there's yeah. different no, I opportunities. I used to go to, uh, what was the one that came to Harrisonburg? What's, what's like the second biggest one? It was still, they still had a tent. Um, mm. There's another one. Uh, there's it was, it was like the, Brothers and then there's. There's the one that went with the tent thing for so long. Um, no but speaking idea. of which, wasn't there like I think when when Ringling Brothers stopped doing the tent was when there was a massive fire that killed like a million people oh, in one of their what? tents. Yeah, yeah. There's footage of it. It's terrifying. That All things is burning down. People are running out. Yeah, it's a terrifying story. It was like uh, they still don't know how the fire started. It might have been an arsonist. It might have just been an accident. And uh, apparently they were really flammable back then. Like the stuff that like the the waterproofing or something they put on was like really fl flammable. And uh, just like something like a hundred kids died, and there's like oh one, one girl that for like decades they couldn't figure out who she was, and like no one claimed her, and like you know it was just a really sad story. So another tragic thing about oh I totally lost the thought that was in my head. It was um I don't know um it was something tragic about clowns, and I totally. <laughs> Having to do with the circus, yeah, and I yeah. totally just lost my thought, and I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Well, why don't we wrap it up? This is a really good episode. Thanks for coming by, Erica. You're welcome. Thanks for co-hosting, Jimmy. 
Got it. It was a lot of fun, you guys, and we will see everyone next time on The Confession. Bye. Bye. Bye.